This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Been like, yeah, I know exactly who I am. Yeah. I'm the stoic juggler. <laughs> I, I do this, I do that. I lead people, I tell people what to do, and now I'm like, Ooh. settle down, bro. Like, settle down. I'm only 23 years old. I got a lot of learning to do. Welcome to the second episode of Humong Beings podcast. I'm Josh Sher. Alongside me is Ailish Healy. How are you, Ailish? Good. How are you? Very well, thank you. And today joining us uh, is a good friend of ours, Connor Desmond. Connor, how you doing? Epic. Fucking pumped. That's good. And yeah, full disclosure, there could be some profanities through here. So if well, you are well, right <laughs> off the bat, <laughs> if, if you are offended by profanities, I would recommend probably turning the volume down or finding a different podcast. Cool. So <laughs> shall we begin? So Connor, I've known you for coming on to a year. Um, Connor is one of the head trainers at Exalto Holistic Hub in Rana, which Ailish and I attend, um, and. I think you could agree with me, Connor. We're both seeing each other go through some pretty cool changes over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ailish, how did, how did you know Connor before Exalto? Only from Exalto. Ah, there Exalto's you go. From my, from my little trickle in at the start. <laughs> before I was like, oh, I'm not ready. I have to go. But now you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready now. Yeah. Back in. Yes. Yeah. So let, let's, because Connor, obviously I only know you in the gym environment. Um, which I wouldn't really even say it's a gym. It's it's a family. It's a community. All like-minded people just striving to be better. But can you give us an insight into who Connor Desmond is? Mm. It's deep. deep yeah, it is. It's kind of like oh, yeah, where to start? I mean, at the beginning. Tell us a bit. Tell us a bit about yourself. Whatever you want to tell the audience. Yeah. Well. All right. So. I guess go straight into it. I feel like I'm always an outsider. Being that I moved from England when I was seven, which a lot of people don't know because my accent's Australian. But yeah, moving from England when I was seven years old and then bouncing from like, uh, I went to like four different schools in Australia and then plus the one in England, so five. Bouncing around schools and never really having that sort of like social group for a you know, longer than a few year period. Always being like the new kid always being that outsider kid. So I kind of, that's kind of how I identify, even though I don't like to kind of identify in any sort of particular way. I don't want to put labels on it, but mm. that probably makes the most sense to me right now. Um, so always doing like the, the, the weird or the different shit, like um, being, yeah, as you said, I'm a coach at Exalto, which is a fucking, not a gym. No, it's not a gym. Um, <laughs> It, it does kind of suit me pretty perfectly in terms of that. Like, I wouldn't really imagine myself coaching at any other gym. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like to think of myself as an open-minded, free thinker. Influenced like anybody else, but as free and as, as, uh, as open as I feel like I can be. As honest and as genuine as I can be. Um, yeah, but I mean, I... I definitely at the moment I'm just kind of changing a lot of my my views on life. Mm, we spoke about this so briefly, yeah. So it's a very interesting time to do this podcast because <laughs> I'm going through that sort of transition. About I'm I'm seeing the world completely differently now. Wow! And 
So it's it's hard to, for me to right now be like, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I'm about because I'm like, if you if we did this podcast fucking like in December, oh, totally different. Like this is this is just end of January, like three weeks ago. I would have been like, yeah, I know exactly who I am. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the stoic juggler. <laughs> I I do this. I do that. I lead people. I tell people what to do. And now I'm like, woo, settle down, bro. Like settle down. I'm only 23 years old. I got a lot of learning to do. You're a young pup. And I'm excited about it too, yeah. like proper, proper excited. And it's like, I feel like I'm, I feel like in the same state that I was in when I was 15. I feel like for the last maybe five, six years, seven years, I've been doing things to please other people. Mm-hmm. And that's been my core driver. And so for the last probably seven years, I've not been, there's a bit, there's been waves for sure, but not been, completely authentically Connor Desmond or, or me, right? Yeah. Fuck the name, but me. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a very interesting time. Like, I'm, I'm keen to get into it. I'm so excited yeah. too. Has something, I guess, first question I would have is, is obviously you said three weeks ago, this would have been very different. Mm. Has something happened in your life or popped into your life that's made you kind of take a step back or has it been the last years of you people pleasing that's kind of got to a point you're like, wow. It's kind of all hit you at once or was there like a poignant moment maybe end of December, start of Jan where you were like, that made you change how, you, how you're living or led you to delve more into mm. changing the way that you view things? Not a particular one standout moment. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like so I, I, can, I got a big shout out to like my best friend, roommate right now, Scott Ferries, uh, he has been going through a big transformation himself. He He's just on an incredible journey. And from us living together, we have conversations. And like, cause, because of that, like he's not working at the moment and I only work middle of the afternoon of the day. So we just have like hours in the middle of the day where we're sometimes just chatting. Sick. And... That's living. Mm, that's so <laughs> and we just moved in near the canal as well. So we're just sitting on the canal, like on the pontoon, just like catching the breeze. It's catching the sun. It's Man, I see, I see you juggling on the pontoon when I'm driving past to and from work. <laughs> I'm like, hey, there's Connor. <laughs> so good. So it's good. Like, and it's super chill. I love it. So yeah, and it's just been through conversations and I'm seeing him changing in a way and he's changing in a way where it's, it's by osmosis, like by being around somebody like that and the conversations we're having and then and then also like reading books and watching like particular YouTube videos again that I, I used to watch way back in like when I was 15. Again, I said like I've kind of reconnected that 15-year-old me mm-hmm. um, where I'm, I've been slowly changing my tune and I say that by like for like three weeks, right? Like I'm still like almost daily. Like what I say right now, tomorrow I might be like, the fuck was I talking about? Like, yeah. All right. So, in like a fluid, a fluid motion at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I've just been thinking, I've been pondering, uh, a lot of just a lot of like little of the things that I do and why I do them, and um, reading this book as well, this presence process book. So it's called the Presence Process by Michael Brown, and it's I've been so he has a copy of it. He got it given to him by some random person and um, I've been trying to find this book because I want my own copy. Mm-hmm. I've been going around, I've seen like 10 bookstores. I've been to three today to try and find this book and the girl <laughs> looked up, looked it up. She's like, well, 
this is from a very small publisher. No, we like no one really buys it from them. You have to like get it from them yourself, sort of thing. Wow. So it's like the very like nobody really knows about this book. It's called The Presence Process by Michael Brown. Yet to get my hands on a copy, but essentially where he goes into, he goes into like you. You develop. You're, you're completely living in your emotional body between zero and seven, and so you know you when you're zero to seven, you're expressing anything in in an emotional sense. Like you get angry, you fucking get angry. You, mm-hmm. you get sad, you cry, you whinge, and then it comes and it goes, and then and then you're fine, right? Mm. Like I don't think there's any se- like depressed seven year olds. Yeah. Right, because they're. They, they they go through it and, and then they're through it. Like they don't hold on to emotions. Oh, I can't feel this. I shouldn't be feeling this right now. And then when you go into 7 to 14, you go into school, it's all in like the mental body. You're all learning about your mind. You're learning about languages. You're mm. learning about um, like concepts and, and books, math, science, English. Yeah. Uh, and then you hit puberty around the 14-year age and you then go into physical. You're then concerned about how you look. You're concerned about how other people look. You start getting attracted to other looks. So it's all the physical sort of realm. And then when you're about 21, you're moving into that adulthood. And then it's like, okay, well, now it's been like 14 plus years since you've done any sort of emotional development. Mm. And I know that I haven't reconnected back into that. And I don't think really anybody does because we get taught mental and physical and that's it. Yeah. There's no emotional. Plus we're so conditioned going through, you know, that those high school pre or pubescent, I shouldn't say pre-pubescent, but pubescent years of high school where you're conditioned to feel a certain way, to, to respond to situations a certain way and to, to an extent, discard your emotions unless they're ones that I, well, no, correct me if I'm wrong, is a bit more um, self-absorbed, like, you know, your ego and stuff like that. Like when you go, like I know for us as men, testosterone flares up during you know during puberty and you want to be an alpha like you know there's just some you know ancestral trait that makes you want to feel like you're the best or you know like you said the physical body workout so you're aesthetically pleasing and Mm. but yeah you're right well a lot of people don't go and go back and do that work on the emotional body Mm. so i think that's what causes a lot of distress like a lot of a lot of the a lot of mental illness or or it's, it's like it's 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 called mental illness, but it's. I think it's emotional illness. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. I think. I, I think like that, that. that that rings right, more true to me. Yeah. Right. Well, because that's where it stems from. Some well, like the majority of it will stem from some emotional or trauma, like traumatic experience that has happened in the childhood or you know an upbringing and. And yeah. you're busy too. Like I think, like as you're saying, yeah. you know, you you kind of have a chance, I guess, as you come out of that age bracket and you, you move more into adulthood. That's, I guess, is your active chance to go, oh, okay, I'm going to do some more emotional development, but you're so busy. Mm. It's like you're out of school, you're, you're working, maybe you want to travel, you're doing all this stuff, and you're like, all right, I've got like five, ten years before I need to settle down, I'm going to just smash everything in. And it's like, yeah, when that's, that's like the last point in my head that I think I would have ever started to think, oh, I'm going to slow down. It's like 21. It's like, that's, you're on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just jumped on that train. It's like, go, go, go. So, and yeah, everyone's asking, what are you going to do for the rest thing. of your life? Mm. Oh, I need to go to uni. Oh, I need to like get this trade. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. It's all like the doing. It's like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I think that you get, like the, what are you going to do thing? Like that's, that question is just been, as I said, like for the last like seven years, been the driver for me. What am I going to do? Mm. What am I going to do? And because the doing is where you get the approval from parents, from friends, from colleagues, whoever, like the, it's all in the doing. No one ever goes, wow, you're being so, so present right now. And that's so, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. where, like, where is the being? Like, like, who do I need to be or who do I want to be? Like the, I think 
it stems from being like when you can be who you want to be, the doing and the having comes after that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, you go straight to the having, like I want to have this or I want to do this because that's going to, you know, then everyone will love me for that. Well, but you know, we don't, we don't really as a culture in this society, I guess here, like, uh, you know, look to develop ourselves like ourselves first, completely true, genuine, authentic beings. Uh, nobody gives each other approval for that because it, because it's something that you do in your own time. Yeah, mm. you can't really do that with other people. Like, it's not something that you go out and you'll go, "Oh, guys, let's, let's all be present together." It's like it's really something you you do together. You do on your own, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's hard. It's you don't get approval for it because it's something you do in your bedroom or whatever, right? Yeah. So um, it probably comes with a lot of um, judgmental looks as well i guess you know what i mean it's like like you're saying with that big question like what are you gonna do and it's like sometimes you say to people like oh i don't know and they're like yeah it's like they shame you for it but it's like like, do you know what you want to do like yeah same thing when you're going through like i've had conversations with people i'm like you know what have you been doing like same because it's a question you ask like oh what have you what have you been doing you know how's your job or or whatever and like i've had i've had friends that have answered been like well i'm not doing anything and like i'm just trying to just figure out what's going on with myself, which I guess in a way is saying like, oh, I'm trying to be present. more present. Yeah. And it's almost sometimes you're like, I don't, cool. Like it's, it's hard to like have that conversation with them. It's like, oh, okay, well, how's, you know, how's that going? Like it's hard. It's, it's hard to one, like, I guess be there for someone who is going through that, who is being present or trying to like be their authentic self and like allowing them space in your life to change and to develop. Like you're saying, you're saying something today, tomorrow it might be different. It's like as a friend or a family member to that person, it would be hard to kind of navigate who you are or how you can be there for them. And then also being that other person on the other side, navigating yourself while still trying to be social. Like if Mm. you were to do this and say, oh, I'm going to try and be more present or I'm going to try and figure out who I really am inside. If you went away by yourself for three, four months, you know, even longer, even shorter, it would be a more simpler task. But when you're doing it in a way where you're still outside, you're still interacting with other people, that's that must be hard to navigate. Yeah, it is. Because yes. there's so many external factors of... Like, I've had it before, just on a personal level, like I used to be someone that was so angry and then I remember I started this massive transition of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm paining myself as a human by being this like dark energy... Like, I learned a lot through it. But then it was like I started coming out of that and I started developing myself and, and being able to kind of, like, find my spectrum so I can be angry and I can also be happy or I can be this, I can be that. I'm like, be whatever, I guess. And there's so many people who are like, why are you being so nice? Like, this isn't you. Hmm. Like, what? How? why aren't you being angry today? Or like, oh, you're so calm at the moment. What's going to happen later? And it's like those external influences. You're like, I'm really trying here. <laughs> I'm trying not to be angry. I'm trying to just be my emotions, deal with my emotions. And yeah. just, but it's like you do identify or other people identify you as a certain a certain way. You know, you have – I think we spoke about this last time. It's like In the you first have this episode, you, yeah. You have a you – there's hundreds of other versions of you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you have so many different yous in the in the universe. And it's like how do you find that true one the authentic when everyone one. else's version of you is completely different? It's hard. It's hard to Oh yeah. I guess solidify that you. And I guess you don't really need to at the end of the day. It's like you can you could be changing yeah, forever. You're evolving always. You mm. like like you have no like 
Where who's is quiet? I think it's uh, maybe Alan Watts. Alan Watts is a big key figure of mine right now. Oh man, me too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ailish introduced me to Alan Watts, yes. and I go to bed listening to oh, Alan Watts. Amazing. It's unreal. Man. And he says you are under no obligation to be the same person that you were ten minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's the best. Like yeah, fuck. Like y- y- like. In this podcast, I'll be a different person. Like by the end of it, like yeah. you know, it's like you, you, had, you had a croaky voice when you rocked up, and now the croak's gone. Some <laughs> water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're constantly, you're constantly evolving, constantly changing, and yeah, like people, people like label you as this, this. Okay, or this is how you react normally in the situation. Why aren't you doing that now? It's mm. like well, because I'm a different person. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to, cha- I'm allowed to change. I'm always changing. Like with that thing, with yeah, it is hard to be around people constantly and. You know, if they're not on the same journey as you as well, it can be frustrating because you're like, you know, you're like, look, this is where I'm at, but they don't get it. So it's like there's this like block there because yeah. maybe you've read a book that they haven't read, and so you're talking from this aspect that, but they're not, yeah. they're not thinking like that because they haven't read the book, and that's why there's these these vipassanas. Like Scott, my roommate, I'll probably go back to him fucking constantly through this podcast. He's um he's just come back from the ten day vipassana like a few days ago, mm. and wish we had Mitch right here right now because he's I gone and done that himself that. twice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how's Scott's yeah. experience? Yeah, like he's he comes back and he's like, like I just want, I just want to go back. Like he's already looking to book his next one. So, <laughs> Good on like, him. And uh, I think in like June he's going to go there for three months and do like a like a a ten day sit and then a ten day service because mm-hmm. you can when you're like a returning uh, and you're a returning student, you go back and you you serve. So essentially, you just like make the food and you just do like wow. like like the, the washing and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then so yeah, like. He just wants to go back and do it, and yeah, uh, that's a way to be away from society for three months yeah. and to just be completely in with yourself. Like he said, he talks about the, the vibration of the place, like the actual physical location. You walk in there, the vibration of the place is elevated. You can you feel it when you walk in, and that's like so sick. and and he talks about the like the the head, uh, like the masters or whatever in there, or the the head teachers. You know, they they will. Uh, regularly do like sitting meditations on the grounds to increase the vibration of the wow. place to like yeah. send love to the place. Awesome! And, like, and then you feel it when you walk in. Like, there's a, like there's a reason that vibration's high. It's because everyone there is working on themselves. Like, there's yeah. no like even even talking can be sometimes a limiting factor because like. And then Carl Jung said that uh, he needs days to recover for the futility of words. Mm. He's like. And this is a man who's wrote books, given lectures and stuff. He's like, words are futile. He's like, yeah. it's actually, like, it's like a dumbed down way to uh, communicate almost. It's like, like, that's fascinating. Like, there's something in this silence thing where yeah. it's vibration, it's energy. It's not, it's not like physical mm. or vocal. It's probably easier to, even though it would be hard to go and do, you know, a 10 day silence. Like, some people can't shut up for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> It's hard. It's hard, it, and it's like obviously so internal. But it would be such a natural thing, I think, for your body to be able to digest. Mm. Like words, like you're saying, it's like they're futile. And it's like there's also, you know, it's frustrating sometimes when you want to say something and you're like, oh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. It's like it's so hard to like transcribe what you're thinking into. Like it's a talent. It's a talent mm. to be able to do. That. And I guess that's why not everyone writes and not everyone, mm. you know, does poetry or there are limited people that do that because it is hard to transcribe what you're thinking into like a physical kind of. Yeah. And that thing where, when you're like thinking of something and you've got a problem or it's on the tip of your tongue, like that, mm. that whole thing, I think it's because our minds are so busy 
and it's kind of rattling off through like the massive library of like memories and, and things that you're trying to uh, express, mm. communicate. And then I'm sure we've all had the experience where we've been stuck on a problem and then you go for a walk, you quiet your mind, you whatever, you may even meditate or you may just be playing sport or in the, on the beach or whatever and then you're like, oh, I've got it. Like, yeah, penny drop moment. Yeah, yeah, and like where does that come from? Like that doesn't come from you going, what do I need to do? What is the answer? It's, it comes from within like – not another thing like Alan Watts talks all about like the like the yin and the yang like yin and the yang I think is uh, like it's a underestimated symbol like mm. people just like oh yeah yin and yang good and bad da 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 but like it's in everything he yeah. like it's like and it goes this presence process book talks about when you have an when you have a question that will be an answer because you can't have a question without an answer it's like the yin and the yang like it will be there so you ask a question no need to think about the the answer. It'll come eventually. It will come when you when you need it. When to you come. need it, yeah. And, it, and that may take silence. That may it probably will take you to shut the the thinking mind off mm. and to feel, and that answer will surface when it's when when you need it. When you, you know? need it the most, hundred percent. I had the per, uh, this personal experience regarding that. Jeez, um, when was it, Alish? It was two months ago now. Remember, I was telling you about the time I basically I like I was going it would through have been just after the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Just just after we recorded the first episode, and I was really hung up still on my ex girlfriend. Um, and I sat outside and I took a beer out there with me when I had lunch, one for myself and one for my grandfather who passed away. Um, and I felt like I needed guidance and I, I needed answers. And I went out there and sat there and just in stillness after I had my lunch. I just felt like I like was meditating and just said, look, what am I meant to learn from this whole experience? Like with my ex, with work, with what I'm going through. And then the words like didn't come to me straight away, but I just sat there in stillness, not expecting anything, but just like in the moment. And then as clear as day, I had the words come to me. It's like trust and be patient. Mm. And then ever since that moment happened, I've since tried to trust and be patient within every aspect in which I do, like with, with life. But yeah, it's one of those things where like it's almost it's working when working out. It's working out. Yeah, and it, it is working <laughs> out. But it's one of those things where like if you do try to think it and because our mind is thinking like what is it 60,000 thoughts a day we go through majority of which are bad. Um, you know, if you're sitting there continuously thinking shit, what, what was it that I was thinking of? What, what's the answer for this? Well, you're never going to find it because then you, your mind's going to start going down all the rabbit holes of all the other scenarios, answers, like what could be. But like you said, like we do need to find a way to sit in the stillness and, and really be present and just it'll come when you need it to come and you'll be like, fuck. They have. Um, simple. That's where the, the <laughs> that, you know, the saying comes from. It's like um, sleep on it. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. It's, it comes mm. from a French. I don't know. I, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but it actually is derived from like a French saying, but it's translated to like sleep with it. So it's the same thing. It's like they used to say um, like back many years ago um, in France – if someone had a problem, they'd say sleep with it. And it's like, don't sleep on it. It's like sleep with it. So it's like, let the problem sink in, go to bed, you'll wake up, probably be an answer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, real. I, that always, I always think of that because I'm always like trying to sit on a problem. You know, you're like, oh, like I want to fix it. Or you I, put like, I so need much energy like, into you're it. You're on it. And it's like that, that concept in my, it becomes a real, I'm a real visual thing and it becomes a real visual thing for me where it's like sleep with it instead of on it. And it's like, don't squish it. It's like the more you try and force the answer, the more you try and like look for the answer or look for like 
a way out or, or whatever it might be. It's like you're constantly just like on it and you're pushing it and it's like mm. that you don't allow any light in. And it's like if you sleep with it and you just like be with the problem and just allow it to be there. Yeah. I guess like you're saying like being, yeah, being create present. Space. Yeah, it's like you you open the gateway for like guidance or for the answers to come in or just clear your brain so that like you can you can think a little bit more clearly. Mm. And it's like, yeah, just... And I think that's so poignant for anything, like emotions, you know, new decisions you need to make. Everyone, we're just trying to be so quick all the time, you know, and, and that's where like suppression things mm. come from where it's like, mm. oh, I'm angry, but I don't have time to be angry or I'm sad, I don't have time to be angry and it, oh, it's time to be sad, but it's just like be in it, be like you are saying, wait, be patient. And it's like then eventually it might take a day, it might take two days, it might take 10 minutes. It's like if you just allow it to happen mm. – it's just like a natural process. Like mm. the more you, you, the more you resist things, the harder it is. They persist. What, what yeah. you resist will persist. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that. Totally. Like, and fuck, like who hasn't? Like, it's like, <laughs> don't kid yourself to think that like you've never been through childhood trauma. I think yeah. every, like at some level, we all have. Oh, 100%. Right? It's like, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm so fucked up because I've been through this. It's like, yeah, you are, like you are. But so like maybe, maybe this person who, has been through not, you know, let's say the the event of childhood trauma. It may not be as serious. Like, you know, mm. there are a lot of different degrees of, of severity, let's say, of like the actual event, the physical or, you know, vocal event. But at an emotional level, it's all the same. 100%. Yeah. It's all relative. It's all, it's like, you know, whatever the trauma is, it's all, if you felt that emotion, it's you, you, we've all felt the emotion. And if we've been taught, which we pretty much have, to resist that emotion, then that emotion will persist with like irrelevant of, of the event. Yeah. And so essentially we've, and we've all, we've all been through that. If you're living in this kind of modern society, like you've been through it. Um, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, so how is, are you finding it hard to, I guess going back to what you were saying with like, you you know, everything's changing. You're looking at things a little bit differently. Are you finding it hard? Like, do you feel like you need a lot of space yourself at the moment to kind of be and be silent mm. like obviously if your roommate's been away for mm. for 10 days have you been by yourself for 10 days well with well? my partner annabelle oh so yeah we've been hanging out and uh we've been going through it as well like she's clicking onto it as well like we're both kind of working through it together which is really cool to be able to like have That's those awesome. conversations together as well and yeah. um and you know because we, we you know we're both we're, we're both so similar like we're both like yeah we get we we um, we're both our minds are so busy and yeah yeah like it i'm still again like i have i don't have any i don't have the answers like i don't i'm not speaking from a place of like i can listen to me but like in terms of like i don't know where i'm at with this is it hard thing because then i'm like well if you tell yourself it's hard it will be hard yeah 100%, but also it's yeah, kind of like you've also got to be realistic and be like well when i meditate my mind doesn't stop either so i guess that means that it's hard right yeah so i don't know where i'm at with that like it's yeah my like it is kind of comical how fucking busy my mind is like mm. go to meditate and it's just thought 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 it's like wow like, shh, like, like yeah shh, yeah settle down in there so it can be a little <laughs> bit, yeah it can be a little bit hard it, it's like trying to hush hush a classroom full of kids guys come on shh, yeah shh. teachers talking yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> so they're just saying like i'm just trying to observe and that's kind of the word that comes into my mind when i'm trying to meditate is just uh and then again the word try when i say i try to meditate it's funny how language is how oh. ingrained, like, I say, I try to meditate. Like, no, I am meditating. Like, I'm yeah. not, yeah. like, I, I, am, I am. Maybe my mind is busy, 
but I'm still meditating, but it's, uh, it's comical how busy it is. Like really like, uh, thoughts always popping up, but yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm trying not to think, but observe, observe, <laughs> yeah. observe. It's like the mind, it's like, it's like the mind. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so hard to explain It's funny. It. Yeah. yeah. And it? Again, it's like the words thing. It's like, fuck, like words can be fucking futile. Like it's hard oh. to, it's hard just to describe. Just into my brain it's hard and I'll to show you. It's yeah. like, yeah. Jordan pulls me up all the time. Like I'll use words and he goes, why'd you use that word? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. And he goes, think about what that word means. I'm like, fuck. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I could have worded that differently. Mm. <laughs> like you're right. Words like. And especially because your body doesn't, your body and your psyche doesn't know the difference. So once you speak that word, your body's not going to be able to tell the difference. So like, yeah, mm. this is a little bit off topic, but like when you're talking about like, you know, positive self talk, negative self talk, even just by saying it as a joke, like oh no, I'm fucking fat or whatever it may be, yeah. your body doesn't know the difference. So your body's automatically going to start registering the fact, oh, you think you're fat, and then you, mm. you, it does, it, it compresses. Those words, have, uh, words have power. Words, words, yeah. My grandfather used to say words words are sharper than the, like words can be sharper than the sharpest blade in the world. Yeah. And he goes, So be careful with the words that you speak to the people that you care about. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, thank you. That's why grandparents are the wise ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a big culture of banter too. Like yeah. Aussies. Oh. Yeah. So, look, I love yeah. it. Don't hey, get me wrong. Yeah, like I, I'm like one girl in a group of like so many boys and it's just like I'm pretty much a, I like I guess identify myself a little bit as a tomboy, and it's like the banter that goes on yeah. is like oh it's you dish it out good too oh yeah it's frightening <laughs> Hell it's yeah. frightening and it's unnecessary but it's such a rush and it's so fun but it's like it's a bonding thing but I do have that awareness now that it's like we've kind of moved away from like digging at each other and think- it's more just like banter like we just joke about stuff it's also yeah. different though i think if it comes from a place where there's no malice involved mm. yeah like if, if, there, if there's because it? ge- it's well, still like for i guess a, that comes to like the energy behind the correct word. and how you like the context in which you use it like my best friend jeremy like him and i call each other every name under the sun mm. but i know for a fact that his heart loves me yeah and i know for a fact that no matter what he says I'll be able to decipher whether it's come from a good good place, even though he might be using very colourful language, or whether he's <laughs> or whether he's being serious. Going, you're a dickhead. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So, I guess that's the tone. It'll probably be like a tonal thing too. Yeah, definitely. Even like, yeah, picking up energy off people. Like mm. you, you'll be able to tell by body language in the way that they're looking. Are they making eye contact with you while they say it? Like, there's so many factors. Yeah. But yeah, the, at the end of the day, it does revert back to the the word in which they've decided to use. In that yeah. moment. Because I do think words, like, regardless of, of the energy behind them, like, words have a universal kind of mm-hmm. energy too. Like, which is crazy because, like, speaking, we've kind of gone off topic here, but, like, speaking of language, it's actually so interesting because, like, I learned Spanish in school and each, um, like, object has a male or female um, mm. connotation to it. Mm. So it's, like, the table is, like, male. And then, like, El the table. flower. The, <laughs> the flower is, like... Feminine, la, and la, it's like la there's so much more. <laughs> Josh, there's so much more like energy in that. Like mm. I don't know, it's so strange. Like the English language in itself is like any language is beautiful, but we lack a lot of um, of that energetic side. Like we've got there's sayings in so many other languages that don't translate to English yeah. because it's like a feeling like, that people talk about a feeling and they have a word for a feeling. Very descriptive. Yeah, well. and we're very like. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Straight to the point. <laughs> Black and white. Flat language. I want to use the word flat because it's like there's no real like substance to it. Yep. And I guess like that's obviously where the expression and stuff comes in too. But 
Yeah, language is is so strange. I really just want there to be one universal language. It's but like there my is one though. Dream. Like, that's that. That's energy. Like that's that is yeah, energy. You're right. You know, you can you can totally not speak the same language as somebody else, but you can sit in the room with them and you can. I don't know. You, you can. You can just sit there even and just transmit energy. Maybe you, yeah, you, know, or you can true. you can go for like a walk or you can go for a swim together and you can still feel that love. Like, mm. yeah, it's still, it is there. Like, and that's kind of maybe another reason why words are futile. It's like, because you can't communicate to everybody in the world with words. You can, yeah. you, but you can with energy. So, yeah. you know, there's something in that, right? Like that's in, a in very itself. That's point. Yeah. It's, like, it's fucking interesting. It like, is. Yeah. It's like going on that, like picking up energy. It's like anyone, I'm sure all of us can, have experienced this it's like you go out to a bar or it's like what you see on the movie you go out to a bar and from across the other side of the room someone from the opposite sex has caught eyes with you and there's this like straight away energy mm. because that's what you pick up right you're picking up energy straight away yeah you might be making eye contact but you make eye contact with numerous amount of people during the day yeah. but when there's energy involved behind it and intention you feel it mm. it's sick and that's why yeah energy is probably the, the language other than love that you know is spoken throughout the whole world yeah definitely now, this is a question I really want to get into with Connor because when I first met when I first <laughs> met Connor, um, and he's got a tattoo on him is the word stoic, mm-hmm. and so you have a tattoo. Wow! Yeah. So oh, Connor, we go. Yeah. Instagram is the stoic juggler, and that is how I was introduced to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to delve into stoicism a little bit because obviously we had the chat the other day when we were training, and you said you, your your views have changed a lot. Um, I only learned about stoicism when I started training with you mm. and started to learn, you know, the mindsets of it, why, you know, Marcus Aurelius wrote the way he did in his journals, um, you know, Ryan Holiday, the way he writes his books. Mm. Um, what, firstly, I guess, what, what drew you to stoicism in the first place? What did you learn throughout the course of your, you know, delving into it? And then I guess we're going we're gonna to have to get to as to where you are now because, like you've yeah. said, there's been so much change. I think first we probably... I reckon if you could sum up what stoicism is. Yeah, for, for the people, people that, that don't, don't know. know. Yeah. So stoicism essentially deals with logic over emotion. And we've been talking a lot about emotion right now, so you know where we're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So it, it's it's essentially logic over emotion. So it's, it's like think your way through a problem. Is it really that bad? What, like uh, are you just getting emotional for no reason? Mm. Uh what do you have control over? You have control over your mind. You have control over your so your thoughts. You have your actions. How you perceive things. You have control over that. It's not. I don't completely just think it's the shittest. I don't. I'm not. I'm not just gone. It's, it sucks completely. But I think that it kind of just kind of goes off the track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. So it's uh, what do you have control over? What don't you have control over? Ignore what you don't, and focus on what you do. So your thoughts, your actions, and. Uh, and then, yeah, you have a problem. You think your way through it. You like use you use logic to assess what's going on. Yeah. And then I think I I used to be like when I was when I thought stoicism was the way. Literally talking like a month or two ago. Yeah. Um. Was like I was like yeah no you, yeah you feel your emotions you just you just don't get attached to them, uh, and then you 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 kind of use your logic to assess the damage and then go, well, it's actually not maybe this situation. Yeah. I'm probably overthinking it. Yeah. I actually don't need that emotion because I've just thought my way through it. And now it doesn't make sense to have that emotion. Mm. And before I was like, yeah, that like that, that's awesome. That's how we keep our emotions in check. I was like, that's sweet. But I think now that, that using 
that method to deal with your emotions is more so an act of avoidance of yeah. emotion, and it, then it will get it gets stored in the body. So it works as like a, a suppressor, in the in a sense that you, you're you know you're suppressing the emotion because you're not actually sitting with it and. And like we're talking about being, you know, present and being in that moment, you're just going, I can think with this through logic, which, yeah, like you just said, I don't, I don't, I can now discard that emotion, whatever it may be. Yeah. doesn't mean that you can't use logic. doesn't mean that that's not a bad thing to do. Mm. I think, I just think feeling is a much more powerful way to move through a situation. Mm. And it, but I got, I got into stoicism a lot because I wanted to become somebody. Right and I, and yeah. I, and I, and I wanted to I, I actually probably the biggest thing was also I wanted to feel good right so I love this is in this presence process book and this hit hard it was like it's not about feeling better it's about getting better at feeling mm. Ooh, I like that so and That's I think massive. stoicism is more about like okay let's feel better we use our logic to kind of go oh yeah actually I'm really grateful and I'm really happy and and. We use logic to, to to divert us in that way, yeah, and not allowing really us to feel a negative emotion. Like negative emotions aren't a bad thing to feel. Like yin and the yang, go back to that. It's mm. like there's an equal amount of light and dark. Like we should be comfortable feeling an equal amount of positive and negative emotions. Mm. Like that should be something that we're comfortable doing. Um, and yeah, I, just, I think stoicism takes you off that a bit it takes you more just like okay let's let's use logic to feel better has yeah. it i'll ask because i'm assuming you've done a lot of research into stoicism obviously mm. um do you think that obviously it's been around for quite a long time mm. do you think that originally it started off as that as it being that literal you know what i mean like was it did it what yeah, was the was birth like, of Sto- i guess that's a pretty big question but yeah. I've, because the, what we're talking about now with what stoicism is, it sounds like a very attractive thing for people in this society. Oh, you know what in I mean? The, it's in like, the, oh, yeah, the absolutely, high stress. Absolutely, that's something old. That's a great philosophy to go by. Yeah, the but, entrepreneurial stuff, like I want to mm. do this, I want to do that. Yeah, let's get to, like, it, it's great for like people who really want to be successful entrepreneurs or business people or just work hard and, and great work ethic to like build money and stuff. But then I just, but then the only thing I question that is like, well, what for? And is that genuinely you? Yeah. Are you doing that genuinely for you or are you doing that to please other people? Or not even to please other people, but to get approval from them. Yeah, validation. Yeah. Because yeah. it, 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 yeah. it, it, like, when you do, do listen to it like that, it sounds like you're just ticking boxes to you know tick boxes. Whereas like I think, and something that I'm really, uh, I personally am quite strong about is connection. Like I believe that we're all put on this earth for connection. We connect with one another. We connect with you know nature. We, can, we connect with animals. Like. Mm. Stoicism, it sounds like there isn't a great deal of connection through others. Is that have I have I got the wrong impression from that? No, I think pretty. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of self. It's obviously a lot of self development. A lot of self, like mm. you know, with what you were saying with like, the gratitude and stuff like, like, like that. Of, a lot of forward looking. Like when I hear it, it sounds like it's it's very attractive. Like we're saying for people that want to want to kind of make it or or or. Grow, in my opinion, grow at an accelerated pace um, <laughs> because it sounds quite like direct, mm. but it, it's it just seems very, yeah, like forward, forward thinking. And you said a word before, like val, like validation, word validation. And I think mm. like in that description of of stoicism, it's like there's a lack of validation for your emotions mm. and how important they are, like the weight that they carry. Mm. And it's like, yeah. because you can overreact and you can do all those things, mm. but there's like a reason behind 
why you may be overreacting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I would always look at it as like, I was, cause I was an emotional kid and mm. I would get I, like anger was a big part of me when I was a kid, especially like having an older sister that just knew exactly what buttons to press. <laughs> and I would, I would, con- I, would I, I was like an angry person. I remember like my sisters being like, come on, like we need to get it, to, get him to like anger management and all this. Shit. I was like, Fuck, I don't need that. But like, and so I use stoicism as a way to like logically suppress that. Right. Mm-hmm. And because in the society of like, okay, I want to do this and do that. Like I needed to, uh, I needed to find a way to be able to do that. And I would think that people, my concept of emotional people were having outbursts, like crying outbursts in, in public or, mm. you know, maybe going over the top. And again, I, I don't have the answer. So I don't know where to draw the line. Like, I don't know if you're in public or you're in like a, you know, whatever you're at, like, do you have the emotional outbreak there or yeah. do you wait and go home and have it? Like, I don't actually know, but like I was always against don't let other people see your emotions because then it'll make the emotion worse. It'll, it won't ever help you. Yeah. But I'm, but that it won't ever help you sort of mindset is going into, well, again, it's like that doing thing. It's like, because I want to progress in the business. I want to progress my body. I want to, I want to, I want to approve. I want to get approval from people or I want to like, you know, I want them to like me sort of things. I mm. don't want to have the emotional outburst because otherwise they won't like me. And it's a very like, you know, masculine thing to, 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 uh, you know, not show them and to mm. just be able to move through. Like I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a hard dude. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just keep working through it. Like there's a lot of that. Like I know a lot of people love David Goggins, but yeah. you know, you know, David Goggins? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Like, I, at one point too, I was like, "This, this is the fucking man!" Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that guy's put a lot of people in hospital because mm. the people are like running out there, okay, he's got David Goggins in the head. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop, and they end up in hospital or whatever, the, or they just run themselves down. Whatever. David Goggins, I think, comes from a place of pain. Yeah. Re- like he and he talks about. He actually says he comes from a place of pain, mm. and he is literally running away from his problems. He runs miles every day, running away from his problems. He's like. He's, so, he's you can tell he's like an angry human being like he's got so well, much, he's got so much pain he calls he calls people out like I don't follow him like um what would be the word be look I don't follow him all the time like I follow him on Instagram but I don't keep up to date with his like with what he does but everything that I have seen he's calling out people yeah he's like fuck it's, you fuck you a, where's just, the love a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where is the love I yeah. think it's a way that um like we're talking about before is like you're trying to be something and I guess that He's made himself, and look, I I I don't know much about him, but like I back I back him because of where he's got himself to. I don't necessarily think everyone should live their life like that. Mm. Um, I'm a very big advocate of the fact that no one really knows the right way to live life, so mm. don't just like listen to everything oh, that yeah. everyone says. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there there is that whole yeah, don't kind of don't run away from your problems. I think a lot of people adopt and, and resonate with a style like David Goggins, like that style of living because it, it is kind of just like pushed through and it probably r- runs alongside with what stoicism is about. It's like, it does, yeah. just go, just keep going. It's bigger than Navy SEALs. Roadblocks come up, military, like, just go. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because that is such a natural thing. And we do it without even thinking. We do it without even kind of being like, oh, this is the way that I deal with things. Like people, you just keep going. And that's why people get sick. That's why we get to an old age. And that's why people that are dying are like, if I had, you know, those hot people that go around hospitals and like, if you had one thing to say to younger people, what would it be? And it's like, slow down. Mm, yeah, literally. <laughs> don't try and smash everything out. It's like, have a little bit more fun with your life. Like, don't be so serious, you know? And it, it's like, we're all trying to get 
Mm. Well, Somewhere like David Goggins, in the future. he does the crazy thing. He does the marathons. He does like that, right? And, and it's like, wow, this guy's been through Bud's training like th- the Hell mm. Week three times. He's the only man to do that. It's like he's achieved so much, and so we give him all the approval. Yeah. Or, and this goes. This is just an example. This goes. This even goes back to me. Like it's like do so much to get the approval. It's like look what I've accomplished. Look, I'm a five ball juggler. Look, I can do a thirty second handstand. Yeah. Like look, I'm a head coach. Look at me! Like, I, I'm like it's it's ego. It's mm, it's such it e- it's such ego. Mm. It's like why can we not be happy doing nothing? Yeah. Do you need to do all that to be happy? Like, and I feel like he, he because he comes from a place of pain, not wanting to experience actually experience the, the the pain that he's been through, rather just do so much and achieve so much to then get the validation from other people to be like, oh look, like he's done so much, and it's like that ego, and that's what makes you feel better. It's like it goes it goes back into feeling better. Yeah, like you get the endorphins from the run, you feel better. You, uh, you know, you get the approval from other people, you feel better. But it's mm. like, why don't we get better at feeling that thing? And then, because I think through feeling the pain, and as much as you may not want to take the steps back to feel the pain, to feel the trauma, but once you do, and I know I haven't, so I guess I'm, I'm again, like I'm talking from inexperience, but I'm talking from where I'm, where it's I'm leaning, and where where I'm, yeah. where yeah. I'm looking to go. Is I'm looking to go through that 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 trauma and look I'm not a traumatized child like in terms of like 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 if you knew everything that happened in my life you'd be like oh bro you got it easy what are you talking about mm. but I know that there's there's locked up emotions in there yeah and and I I believe that through that that unlocking and through that that feeling through all you know uh, an integration of those emotions then. I feel like then we come out to a place of love. Then we start to increase the the vibration and then the negative emotions don't come because I feel like we maybe experience those negative emotions almost as like a universe going, hey, look, you haven't experienced, you haven't actually felt this thing yet. So here's more of it just so that you can feel it. Like back in your childhood, you felt this anger. And so you're always, you you start to experience things that make you angry Mm -hmm. because the universe is like, bro, look, you need to feel that anger so that we can then move past this into yeah. a state of love. Yeah. And then maybe when you do that, less, you know, when you start to become from that state of love, from feeling everything, maybe then on the other side of that, you're like, you don't, you don't meet angry people because you're expressing that true, authentic, genuine love and you only ever receive that back. It's, it's like what you put out, you get in. It's so true. That is like, yeah, I can 100% resonate with that. It's like you putting out those good vibrations, you're going to get the good vibrations back. It's like manifesting, right? Mm. So you're That's right. I, I did notice like for myself with my mental health issues a few years ago is, you know, the negativity in which I, or let's just say, you know, the cloud that I had looming over me, I felt and saw would rub off on those around me, my ex-partner, my family, my friends. Energy. And yeah, it's it's a transference of energy. But then you go out there with the intention, you know, you're feeling good, you're happy, there's joy, and it starts coming back. Like how many times have you said to someone, you know, have a good day or have a nice day like at a cashier or something and you just see a smile go on their face because, mm. you know, you've it's come from a place of sincerity. It's mm, not just yeah. like an off-the-cuff, oh, yeah, have a good day. It's oh, like... That's a big pet peeve of mine, eh? Like I go on... Like yeah, we like well. Yeah. If you want to have a conversation, how stop and you? have a conversation. Yeah, how are, like, <laughs> I'm really have bad. a good have a good day. Like uh, like I like, say it with intent. Yeah. But, you know, I'm really bad with that at work. Yeah. This like, goes I'm just like I shouldn't work in hospitality anymore <laughs> because it's like I literally say to <laughs> people, Do it all I'm the time. Like, yeah. Hey, how you going? And they're like, Oh, flat white. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, but I you say are a I'm flat so white. Bad. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, that's not a feeling. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, it's a hard in that because again, what? if you're seeing that many people, it's it, yeah, that can be pretty draining having to 
they would like proper. But I give no, but I, I do love that like, experience yeah. because it's like I just call people out. But this is the thing. But you'd experience it though when you when you'd hear it from someone that's come from a place of sincerity. They're yeah, like, I do. have a really good day, and yeah. you feel it because you feel that energy in, in their voice and the tone, which goes back to the it's very recognizing you know, language people, we're talking I guess, about. As like as human, as also human. Like no matter what you're doing, I feel like even if it's a stranger on the street or like like yeah, us human. chatting now is sick because it's like we're all mates. We're talking. Like, you don't kind of get these sorts of conversations all the time with random people. And I feel like when you take, like, two seconds to just, like, connect with someone, like you're saying, that connection. But some people are afraid to, though. It's so deep. It's, like, it's recognising them as a human. Like, as exactly as you are. You Mm. just, Mm. I'm a human, you're a human, I want to have a sick day, you also have a sick day. It's (laughs) like... Just, we're yeah, human. Yeah. And it's like, like I back customers all the time or like random people on the street. Like I'm real big on talking to strangers and it's like my friends hate it because it's like if we go out, there's 20 people coming back to the house. Because it's like, I just so that's why there's talk. always it's people like here addicted, after open mic night. I'm addicted to like talking to people at random. So I don't care if you're 40, if you're 70. It's like the other day me and mum went for a walk down to like the boat shed in country. Yeah. And, like, there was this guy sitting at a table and mum was like, oh, can we borrow the chair? And then I'm like, looks like we're sitting with you. And we just, like, sat with this old dude who was, like, 65. And just, ch- like, he was just, like, we just chatted to him, learned all about his life, like, all this stuff. And then, like, he left and mum's like, oh, it's crazy that you do that. I'm like, he's just a human. Like, yeah. I could have been born as him and had that life. But it's like, yeah. I want to know what he's about. He's like, probably I got some wisdom know. too. Like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's, like, it's so paramount to, like, recognize other people and i think what you're saying like as you were saying with like the feelings and like being able to experience your emotions and like feel angry or the universe is going to like give you more because i i 100 percent agree with that it's like if you if you suppress or not if you actively suppress it but if you just like don't want to feel bad the universe will give you more of that it's like exactly as you're saying like hey you're not feeling this, so it's going to get worse, and then I'm going to give you more, and then suddenly, I'd like, I don't think necessarily if you feel it goes away, but it loses its weight because it's like instead of you stubbing your toe and you're in pain, and then like four years of like pain from the last like all these bad things have happened to you pops up because you've kicked your toe on a table. It's like the only problem you have to deal with is you've kicked your toe on the table rather than like everything else. I feel like feeling in the moment, being present in those emotions is so big because you don't. Like, the feelings, the bad feelings don't get, like, less or they don't come, like, less. It's just they're not as weighted. It's hard to explain, you, well, but you, it's you, like you learn don't tools have to unravel everything. It's like you don't have to go, oh, someone explained it to me really well once, but it was just, basically she said, like, every feeling you feel is also a feeling leaving. So it's like if you feel mm. something, you feeling it is also it going away. And it's like when you, I, I love the, the stubbing the toe example, because like if you stub a toe on the table when you get angry, that's the only problem you should be dealing with, not everything else that you've suppressed. And I feel like that's why feeling your emotions and like dealing with that in the moment is good. And I and I feel like that's with everyone. Like even in those little things, like we're talking about, when you see a stranger or you talk to someone and you say that nice thing, it's just like it it brings everyone back to that present moment where it's like, oh okay, yeah, like I will have a good day, or like oh yeah. I am good or I will try mm. and be good. It's like it's that present moment has like such a massive impact on everyone. And I, I it's hard because yeah, I feel like we're not really in that that state of being ever. 
Yeah, I think being present is just is, mm. it's incredible. Like, and it's it's hard, like yeah, hard, but it's uh, I think it's a place that I'm aiming to be more in just the yeah. present. Like, there's no problems in the present. Like, yeah, <laughs> when you think really think about it, you just sit in the present. There's actually no problems. It's your anticipation of the future or of your remembering of the past. You know, not to say that you should just like never think of the future or never think of the past, mm. but like, yeah, there's something powerful in, in that present. And like we were saying, like right at the start, was just like leave, like having that space, being present to just clear the mind and have mm. leave space. The rest maybe, and then the answers will come. Yeah, like yeah, pre- like it's called the presence process because it's 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 a process that takes you through. It's like a ten week thing that i'm actually just about to start because uh, there's like a good most of the book is actually just explaining it and then you go into the 10 weeks and it's so like, we'll get you back on here in 10 in 11 week 11 yeah. weeks time <laughs> to see what's happened <laughs> yeah Shit, it's, yeah. it's just all about <laughs> connecting in with the present it's like yeah. it's like consciously connected breathing just slow breaths being in the present and that's all you need and not expecting a result in the meditation because like with this feeling thing it's like i think you also got to be careful of trying to feel a thing mm-hmm. or oh, i know that i've got this suppressed feeling i'm gonna try and feel it i think that that won't get you anywhere think, that's counterproductive yeah, it, yeah. it's got to be completely just be in the present that's all you that's yeah. all you need to do things will come up yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you feel it and then i've had this as well where you start to feel it and then you go fuck yeah i'm feeling it i'm feeling it yes <laughs> it's, it's happening and then fuck you're not feeling it anymore because you're, cause you're it's like you get excited yeah. when you start juggling you're like, yeah. yes, I'm getting it. I get yeah. the whole time. I'm like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, and then you I'm drop dead. it and you're like, oh. And I'm like, 11? Oh, it's on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do agree with you though. Like uh, that it's like, I guess it goes back to what we're saying, like the forcing. Like when you try and for- like you force, you put force into things. Like mm. you force a feeling to come up. And it's like, again, there's that resistance there. And mm. I, do, I do agree with the, it will just come up because it happened to me at the gym when we were at the gym the other day. Yeah, it and did. And it's like I knew. I said to Josh before we walked in, I was like, "I've got a bag of tears in me." I yes, know. I knew it was there because I've been driving a in. Yeah. Couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm I'm a person that I'm very proud of myself these days because it's like I'm very much. I wouldn't say I'm always in tune with my emotions, but I'm because I have had so much childhood trauma and I've had to deal with that because it like all like nearly killed me. Um, I'm like very much aware of taking time to myself. And feeling my emotions. So I know when I'm like at the point, like I don't even know what happened that day, but it's something clicked and I just took a second, like it was probably about five minutes. I went and sat outside and I was just looking. Yeah, it was like, I got tears. I've got tears. I know they're coming, but it's not right now. And I knew that if I sat there and I tried to really like, like force it out, they would have come out. But I was like, it's not, I'm not ready. And then when we went to the gym, I was like. I thought you were going out for an ice bath. I got a bag of tears in me. And then I did a head. I did a shoulder stand yes. and it was like tipping a lava lamp upside down <laughs> and I felt I'm it leaking. come up. It was like the bubble and I was like, oh, it's here. Mm. And I just was like, okay, cool. Yeah, so you just walked like, out. You walk, went outside? No, I just went outside. How, like, how good's that little outside area? Like, oh. that, like, and, 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 so also, and also that's what I love about Exalto is if that comes up, it's like, like I will never make you do anything in that gym. Yeah. I'm here to be like, this is the guide and this is what we're doing. But if... If, if you want to go outside and cry the whole session, I want you to do that. That's <laughs> what you feel you need to do. Do that. If you if you come in and say, like, I, I don't want to go upside down today. I don't want to do a handstand today. We don't do that. Fine. Like, yeah. And 
if you want to talk about this thing, like let's talk about it. Mm. Or if you if you want to leave halfway through the session, leave like you know, it's like Yeah. It's a it's a shame free environment, that's for sure. And like I wanna like yeah, commend yourself, Jordan, um, Marissa, everyone involved, Mitch, like everyone that's involved within Exalto. Um that you guys have got energy and an atmosphere and an environment there where there is no shame in anything. And like everyone's so supportive of one another and like when you were upset you probably didn't even think, oh, you will probably, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you feel embarrassed at all? Because I've cried numerous oh, no, times in that not. bloody gym. I've definitely. cried that many times. You've seen me cry that many times, Connor. Yeah. And it it's was just. Definitely the, env- the environment of the gym helps. Also, I'm not really like a person. I'm not, so I don't really get embarrassed. Sometimes I'll just be crying. People are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just needed to come out, so it's coming out. Yeah. But I do know, because yeah. obviously I've known Jordan for a while now, but I knew that, like, if I went outside, it was sweet. Like, and I didn't want to suppress it because we'd spoken about emotions in that. Um, that was a mind flex. It I was, was like, don't, don't suppress yeah. like or I express, knew. just observe. But he came out. Like, he came mm, out yeah. and he was like, you're good. And I was like, God's just coming out. He's like, sometimes we've just got to be human. I was, was like, that yeah. Tuesday afternoon? Monday uh, afternoon. Monday, Monday yeah. afternoon? Yeah. Monday afternoon. But I do, yeah, like, you make a, such a solid point with the whole, like, it, don't force it. Like, it'll come out. If you're present, and it's meditation's massive for it because you have to sit there and like you say, your mind's busy sometimes, but there are there is a point, and there will always be a point where it's like it's not as busy, and something it's like a little worm, it's like that little feeling or like that little memory, it's just like pops on through, mm. and you're like, oh, mm. hey, yeah, and you just let it happen. But it's like it, yeah, it is hard. It's so hard. I would like to get to ask you as well, like with going back to stoicism, mm-hmm. is there anything like? paramount that you learned like obviously you've learned a lot from it and it's got you to this point where mm. you're like changing your views but is there mm. any like certain um principles of stoicism that you that you would tell people or that resonated with you that you've kind of like held on to still applying to your life yeah or is it more mm. so because because whatever you learn, like you're going to take something from it, even mm. if it is just the fact that it's like, oh, okay, that doesn't resonate with me anymore. Like for me, I, I love the like what you taught me. One of the first weeks is like, and I think you mentioned it before, is like invest energy into the things you can control, mm. and don't invest your energy into the things that you can't because it's out yeah. of your control. Now, yeah, so I think, and that's kind of the key concept within stoicism, and that's something that I think I'm starting to see the floor in that which is props to kate man kate sawyer she's um she's a member she's been a member for a little bit now and she would she she did, doesn't like that and she, like we we would i would be hey now this is this is it this is the thing mm. and she would be like no it's not no it's not so i'll explain what what her point of view is so i was saying what you just said there and that that was my core belief and uh what i'm starting to see now and what she was talking about was like well the things that aren't within your control they're like as in, for example, an angry person just comes at you out of no reason, starts like yelling at you. Let's just say that. I mean, that doesn't happen. But let's just say that happens. And you're like, oh, I can't control it. Like it, ignore. Mm. What she's saying is, well, that's because you're putting out a negative energy or an angry energy or if that's something that the universe is somehow giving you to deal with that. Maybe that's, a, that's something that maybe happened in your past that you've resisted or maybe that's just something that right now you need to work on yeah. work on your response to that mm. or re- work on yourself your anger within yourself maybe and feel that therefore everything is with, it's not maybe not it's not within your control it's not like oh why did i bring that negative person into my life but maybe it's more just like 
okay, well, that I experienced that for a reason. Let's see what I can do with it. Mm, the lesson behind it. Yeah, maybe yeah, the, the lesson behind that. Like, and then how can I integrate that in, into my life? I think, that, I think, and I think that means it, it's kind of like the world is a reflection of you. So any mm. person that you meet, it's like you see your 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 whether good or bad or neutral. It's like it's something within you coming back at you. One hundred percent reflection. And yeah, going back to like Alan Watts, where he's he's talking about like you are everyone, you are everything. We're just like we're we're an individual ocean in a wave. Like we are all connected via the water. Like I've expressed myself as this wave, you express yourself as that wave. But like we're all together, and so like it's so interconnected that. Yeah, anything like it's the world's a reflection of you. Mm. So in that way, maybe it's not you wouldn't. I think maybe using the word control isn't right, but it's still it's valid, and yeah. it, and it, it maybe there's something there to do, to work with. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a solid point too because it kind of um, it allows you, I guess, to go back to that thing of everyone's human. Like if you if using your example, like if an angry person comes at you and it's like you're like ah. You're not my problem. Like, <laughs> that's not my problem. You're out of my control. Bye-bye. It's like you kind of like don't validate how that person's feeling in that moment. You might not be able to fix them. You might not, it might not be in your, I guess, using that word control to do anything about it. But it's like you can't pick and choose what experiences you get. Mm. And it's like I think it does come back to probably being in that present moment too where it's like, okay, yeah, you didn't choose for that person to come up to you, but they did anyway. Like, you can't reject that experience. It does. It's, there's probably a lot of power in that. Mm. Like, not just getting rid of things you can't control because they're going to be there anyway. Mm. It's like it pushes you more into reality to accept things as they are, even if it's not what you want at that moment. Mm. It's like there's a lot of power in that. So I would like – that's. I'm glad that we talked about that specific thing. In and I think that's the one point of Stoic – that's like – because – my understanding is that's the core principle of Stoicism and everything, every other teaching within Stoicism trickles down from focus on what's within your control, not what's outside of your control. Mm, yeah. And I think what I just explained there, which is where Kate props to her uh, debating me on that. And now I'm starting to see that ringing more true in my mind. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's where Stoicism falls apart. And so when you say, is there any principle within it that you hold on to? It's like not that I just say that all of it's shit, but it all comes back to that. So therefore, I've I, I, I it all comes back to that. So it's like well, and I'm now disagreeing with that core principle. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So where, cool. I love it. So where's the growth leading you now? Like we we touched on it briefly earlier, but like mm. what what sort of studies? Because I look at you as quite an intellectual person. Like I've always thought you were so like so much wiser beyond your years like the fact that you're 23 and some of the conversations that we have and some of the um you know ideologies or like obviously which of some of which are changing now mm. but like from a, from a man your age is like astounding because most 23 year olds that i know are just they're more concerned about what they're drinking on the weekend or where they're going out whereas with you like i've watched you over the last year and the growth that I've seen from you is, is absolutely astounding. So yeah, where's it leading you now that you've like removed yourself from the stoic mm. kind of that I knew when I first met you to where you're going now? Well, just to rewind a little bit, I think that the, like the reason maybe people, and I've, I've been told this before and like, it's a nice little fucking ego boost. But I, <laughs> I really try not to buy into it. And, like, I appreciate it. Uh, I really try not to buy into it. Just, 
I think it's, I think it comes from back to the, back to the start, the being an outsider, never having that core social group of like, yeah, boys, we're doing this, we're doing that. And so it kind of just made me look into alternate things yeah. mm. and like do, do alternate things as well. Uh, and I had a feeling from when I was like 15 going, I know, like I, I knew the path I'd be on when I'm older. It was always like an older thing of like, when I'm older, I know I'm going to be so, so, so blissful and just in this, per- <laughs> like, I know, I know I'm going to have like this. I just, I just, I just felt it. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, but I'm 15. Let's fucking party. Yeah. So, so here comes, <laughs> human. So, so here comes the weed, here comes the, you know, drugs, yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Like, and then I went through that, um, phases, of course, I went through phases of like sobriety and, and like spirituality to then like partying and, and, and like intoxication. Um, but I always knew at some point I would, it's, it was, it was literally like a get it out of my system thing. Yeah. yeah. Whole partying, cool. That whole, that whole scene. Um, I feel like I've got it out of my system. And so now I'm just like, okay, well, you know, where, where can I go? Like now, yeah, now let's, let's cultivate this life that I know I mm-hmm. truly want to live. Yeah. Um, fuck man, I have no idea where I'm, where I'm going. Like the, 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 the journey ahead is cloudy as like, so I went to see my good friend, Darren Mansa. He's a kinesiologist in Cloundra. He's just such, such an incredible human being. Like I, I love that man so much. He's taught me so much and he's almost like he teaches me things without him even saying anything or without mm. him, without me even being there. He's just, he, he's, he's still, he's, he's incredible. So, uh, I went to go see him and he's basically like, well, what does your future look like? Like, what do you, like, who do you want to be even? Not, not even what do you want to do, but who do you want to be? And I was like, oh, I, 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 I was like, I don't know. And I was unsure about the fact that I'm on, that I don't know. And mm. I was, I was like, it was almost like I was, I was, uh, I was like almost embarrassed or I didn't like the fact I was cloudy in the, no, in not knowing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that I didn't know. He then got me to lay on the bench He then, okay, so what are you feeling? Frustration. Okay. Frustration, like stuck, unsure, like confusion. He's like, go into that feeling. Go into that feeling. Yeah. He's like, on a scale of one to 100, where are you? I was like, ah, maybe 50. Okay, increase it. Let's get it up. And like a few minutes later, where are you? And I'm like, about 80. A few minutes later, he's like, go into it. Ask the universe some more. He's like, where are you at now? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm 100. Like, I'm feeling this hard. He's like, visualize it. What does it feel like? Yeah. I'm like, okay. It feels like I'm being pulled down to this bench. Like I'm being strapped to the bench, to this table. And... Like, it's just holding me down. Mm. He's like, awesome. You're at 100? Yeah. Double it. Boom. Go. Wow. Go ask the universe for more. Oh. Go sink into this feeling. And, like, it, it it was like that was happening. Like, I was like I was being tugged down even more. And the, the table was spinning and doing barrel rolls in the room, right? It's like, it's an experience that I've only ever had on drugs. Yeah. And it was just completely through emotion and from feeling my body. Yeah. I was present. I was just feeling that that feeling. I come out of so a few minutes later. Okay, slowly waking up, and now I was actually doing these like little sort of like convulsions as well. Like, not convulsions, but little sort of movements of my body. Mm. I, I only just realized what that was. I'll get back to that. But came out of the room, and he's like, "So who do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do? What does your future look like?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." And he's like, "See how much more un- see how much more clear you are on with that on answer. not knowing." Yeah, and I'm seeing how much more content you are in the not knowing. Yeah, like, wow, wow, yeah, I am. Like, yeah, I don't know, but that's fine. Like, I yeah. and I I couldn't care less. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. 
I don't know where I'm going to be in the future. It's present moment and I feel so much more comfortable and happy with the fact that I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my views will be by the time I get home. I don't know what my views will be next tomorrow, next week, yeah. in the next five, ten years. I don't know what my life will look like. Yeah. But I'm I'm comfortable with that because I'm in a state of transformation where I, I have I have I've asked the question, I have an intent. Let's see what comes up. Yeah. I don't yeah. know when that'll come up. It'll come up. Just like so a, healthy. Just like a learning mindset, just like an open mindset to be like, okay, yeah. what what else can I learn from this universe right now? Like yeah. what else can I can I draw off yeah. this and, and, and help yeah. you know, water the seed which is Connor mm-hmm. Desmond. I'm That's not trying so to figure silly. it out. I'm not, no. trying, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to think it out and just trying to feel it through. Um I was talking to Zane about this and I want to bring this up just because I talked to him this morning, um, like Zane member at the gym. Legend, oh, legend, love Ziggy. legend as well. Yeah, Ziggy. I call him Zane. It's, his name's Ziggy. Fuck Ziggy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, That's so, good. so I was like, I and I told him this, and he and it resonated with him. So I'll say it here just to see if it resonates with anybody else. But so these little convulsions, I like these little yeah convulsions, little tugs on my body. I went back and experienced the same thing much more vigorously at home in my own meditation, and there was no emotion there. It was like. Okay, I'm present, I'm feeling, I'm very conscious. I'm, I'm aware that I'm not doing this intention. I'm not making myself do these. It, this is just happening. Yeah. And, but there's no emotion. I wasn't like happy. So I wasn't, no, there was no emotion there. It was weird. So I'm like, what's going on here? So I just kind of like, again, I didn't think, it just, again, it just came to me. I was like, oh, I know what this is. It's like, a, like a little treasure chest, like a little box with a padlock on it. And there's something inside of it alive that wants to come out and it's rattling this box. It's like shaking it up and down, rattling the box. Like, let me out, let me out. But the box is locked shut. Mm. That was what was happening. It was like my body was shaking, like, come on, let's get this thing out. Yeah. But my padlock is still firmly, firmly wow. on and it's not coming out. So, and, and I just feel that is exactly what was happening. And I know that it will pro- oh, it probably will happen again. I have no idea when that padlock will undo. I don't know if there's a key. I don't know if it'll just take brute force. I have no fucking clue. Do you have like any idea or feeling behind what is inside the box? Probably anger, which is interesting because I'm a really like... That is interesting. I haven't actually been angry in a long time. Like before, maybe like 15, like maybe like little, 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 little bits, but... I'm so not an angry guy. I'm like, I'm super chill. Like, like Annabelle, like, like I can't believe you had an anger problem when you were younger. Like she has no, like, she's like, well, like I don't understand that. But I know from my childhood being angry, that's probably what's there. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably, there's, there's also, um, you know, I got like fear of rejection. So there's like, um, you're you know, only not human, be- mate. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, <laughs> be- yeah. Being that outsider of the group, yeah. you know, not, not, not getting the approval from other people. There's probably yeah. something to do with that in there as well. Um, it's, I- it's yeah. anger. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. like, it's honestly, it's so weird because yeah. I've had a similar conversation about this with people and it, it's happened to me in meditation before I get, it's not like a box, but it's like a, it's like I, I feel like I'm falling almost. It's like a, like it jolts me out. And mm. um, when I did my, um, so I, I used to be, I had a group of friends that was like outside of my friend group and it was kind of, not anger, not anger management, but it was just like, we all had kind of things that happened. We were angry anyway. And we did this, like, I saw this lady and we did this meditation where it was kind of like, not hypnosis, but something. And it was the same thing. It wasn't a chest. It was like a fruit box. And it was like all the anger. And it's a, it's a metaphor that I use all the time. All the anger 
that you've ever felt is like bad apples. And it's like you put them in the box and then it's like they rot and they fester. And then slowly it's like, it's like a little cartoon. It's like the smell and the feeling of like the rotten fruit starts to come out of the box. And it is, it's like slowly over time, it's like, it starts to come out. And, and I've had that feeling where it's like, I thought, fuck, something's going on. And I thought I was going crazy. I was like, something's going on in me. Like, because I had that thing, like, every now and then I just get this, like, when I had those moments of meditation where I tried to, like, deal with emotions or deal with something, it's like, yeah, something's struggling. And it's like, I'm like, fuck, do I have a split personality? Or, like, something's going on inside of me where it's like, I feel like something needs to get out. And honestly, it's like, and it could be, it could not be anger. It's like, it sounds like anger when I'm listening to you talk and because I've experienced something similar. But it's like, all that anger, all that the identity you had as an angry child that you've like pushed down in there, it's like needs to come out. Mm. And all it is, it's almost like this, it's like an angry, uh, I don't know, you should try this one time, but it's like basically try and connect to your inner child. You've probably done it before. And it's like that angry child that you once were, all that angry child has is you now as an adult. Mm. And it's like, because everyone, when you were younger, was like, hey, you're angry, you can't be angry, stop being angry. And it's like, it was left alone, and it's like locked away in you. Mm. And it's like that small Mm. child that identified as being angry has been like left alone inside of you. Honestly, this is such a common thing. It sounds, I kind of sound weird talking about this. It's like, it's such a crazy thing that like so many people have gone to see about like meditation and speak stuff. about talking so to your child so yeah it's that's like, authentic that's that's the conversation you, you, you're having more yeah, yeah. you Not try like <laughs> you connect to that inner child and it's like all you've got to do is like reach out and like grab it and i've done it in a meditation with a lady i was getting colonic while i did it which uh. is so weird but she was like there's a there's a child inside of you reach shout out to rena because she's amazing but basically i was getting colonic and she said there's a child inside of you that's like angry and because I'd figured out that that's what it was. And she's like, you need to go in and you need to get her out because, like, the longer you leave her in there, the Oh, you told me this story the other night when you came for dinner. And it's like, I go in and she's like, same thing with your visualisation or kind of the feeling of the frustration. It's like you go in, picture yourself as, like, the last time you remember being angry, being that angry child. Go in, visualise it, find find Connor or in my case it was like find little Ailish that's like angry yelling out for someone to be like mm. help me and you go in and you try and you try your hardest to touch mm. the child and it's like you go in grab it's like imagine that that small child reaching their hand out to you and being like please help me out mm. and it takes ages it took me so long so long to like go in and like like a couple of sessions to go in and actually like join hands but it's like I sobbed like uncontrollably, like there was snot coming out of my nose. Like it was like, it was uncontrollable. And it's like, while I was crying, I was like almost convulsing. Wow. And it's like the emotion that I felt went from there's an angry child inside to me to there's a neglected child inside of me. Mm, and it's yeah, like wow. I've neglected that whole part of myself because anger is such a powerful emotion and it's so resented in our society. It's mm. like, especially for males, like, if you're angry as a male, you're violent. You know what I mean? And it's mm. like... Oh, that's with, what... That's what with, yeah, you yeah. With females, like, if you're angry, it's like you're you're a crazy bitch or whatever. And it's like... It's such a powerful thing and it's so neglected. And I feel like... You should just try it, I reckon. Mm. Like, but what Alan Watts says about that anger or about anything, he, he says that it's not... 
like acknowledging anger doesn't make you violent. Mm. It's unacknowledged anger that makes you violent. Yep, oh, amen. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. It's like that. It's it's that. It's it's the like he talks about. There are no wrong feelings. Yeah. Anything you're feeling is is exactly valid. what you need to feel. Yeah. yeah. Anything's valid, and you don't have to express the emotion in terms mm-hmm. of taking it to the physical, even the vocal level in terms of like lashing out at somebody, you don't like, that's not needed. Just, just because you like, so we think we're, we're saying, we're saying suppression, right? We're saying like, don't, when we're, we're not looking to suppress, mm. but that doesn't mean you do the opposite and you express. doesn't mean yeah. that you hate somebody, you go out and punch them or you do, you know, do something mean, mm. you yell at them, anything, right? It, it means observe that and sit with that feeling. And that's, you know, really go that's into it. it yeah. And that's all you really need. Like yeah, you just need 100%. you just need to feel it like because yeah, then expressing the emotion you hurt someone fuck now now I feel now I feel worse and then yeah. you and then you go back to suppressing it because then you don't want to express it to hurt someone <laughs> yeah. else and it's a vicious cycle wow yeah, yeah. and I think as you said like with the child with that that what was it ages one to seven where you like really express your emotions mm. like you grow your spectrum then like yeah things happen to you as you like grow up and like there'll be different experiences where you get angry or whatever but it's like with when you're a child, I really do believe that you you get your spectrum. So it's like you're sad, so you cry. You're angry, so you yell. It's like you know what your reaction to that emotion is or like what it could be. So as you get older, I feel like you already know that you can yell when you're angry. You just don't necessarily need to. It's like you, like you say, you can sit with that mm. and you can do it. And I, and I feel like we're too scared to kind of live in that spectrum now. We're too scared to... Even just get like, because like you're saying before, you want to feel good. Everyone wants to feel good, and say that's dead center on the spectrum, right? You start to deviate left, and you're like going down into like feeling not good, and then it's like you don't want to cry, so then you're trying to bring yourself back up, and it's like you have to be able to like deal with or, or live kind of on that spectrum and be able to kind of deviate deviate left and right, I guess, because you get it um, with people that overexpress joy too. Like people that scream or like they get they get excited and it's like they go crazy, you know what I mean? It's like everyone expresses things differently. And I think people get it. Um, it's obviously what bipolar, like bipolar is too. Like people overexpress their emotions. It's like they have big highs and they have big lows. Mm. And it's like I think if you can learn to kind of, like you're saying, sit with that, sit in that emotion, not necessarily with those sorts of people, but just using that as an example, like as a as a general human being, if you can sit and feel your emotion and not have to express mm. it, it's very healthy. I think that, ex- that that ecstatic expression of joy as well, like if it's like when it's over the top, I feel like it's that's that's a avoidance or some sort of suppression of mm. the, the of like that the bipolar thing. It's like okay, I'm feeling this negative thing, so I'm gonna go sh- all the way to the other side, opposite yeah. of the scale. Like yeah, I got, I'm I'm epic to to cover it up. Like I think we should be able to. Be truly grateful, truly joyous, with like no outwardly expression. Yeah. Because I almost feel that that outwardly expression can be a hey guys, like look how look how joyful I. Am. It's it's for other people. Yeah. The inward like, and also this this book, presence process is talking about like with the gratitude as well. It it shouldn't be a gratitude of of comparison of thinking through. Oh, but yeah, like. I know it's, it's and, and and we say it all the time, like you know, think about how fortunate you are. You are like, and and it's great to think that way too. Like, yeah, we thought we have a house here, we have food, water. A lot of people in the world don't have that, and so therefore you're grateful, right? Like that's that's good because, like, of course. But 
there should be a feeling of gratitude for no reason. Mm. Like there is no reason to feel it, but it's just you're, you are you are grateful for that because it's, it's like in essence you're, you're alive. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, like and and it's like because that that's the inner feeling as opposed to think logic yeah. through. Yeah, this is why I should be grateful. And then I think that almost you can almost kid yourself yeah. into that too. It needs to be a really deep rooted in a sense of of gratitude. And if it's not, then we have something to work on. Yeah, yeah. correct. Gratitude yeah. for just being, like you're saying, just being, yeah. being present. And you, no need for outwardly express. Like the yeah. outwardly expression is fine. Like it's not it's not a problem. But if that's your only way of getting it, then mm. it, then I think if, if it's you know it's like well. Always, I think always ask the question, what for? What am I doing this for? Am I doing it for the other people? Am I, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's the motive. Sweet. Um, yeah. I've just lost my train of thought then. Did you have Did you have more questions? A lot of the questions I had for Connor were relating to stoicism. <laughs> and then when we were at the gym and he's just like, yeah, I'm not, not really into stoicism anymore. I was like, oh, fuck, there goes my episode outline. Okay, we're going to wing it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, how po- that's how it works yeah. it is yeah, and, and, and that's what makes it so natural and raw mm. um, and so that's also why sometimes we tend to vary off topics but oh, all the time all the time but it's healthy and like conversations like this are great like the fact that it isn't coordinated it isn't you know scripted the fact that we can have these discussions openly with one another and there's no judgement I think it's unreal it's great. oh yeah, oh, I'd, yeah I'd love to touch on Juggling too. Yeah, oh yeah, can we please? Because yeah. it, it's something that it's something that I've noticed. My juggling balls are usually positioned up there on the record cabinet, but I have them move them into our little hot garage gym oh, yeah. into the dojo. Oh, yeah, I want to go see it. Yeah, yeah you have to come check it out. Um, but ever since I've come and well, since we've joined Exalto, obviously one of the first things we learn, other than obviously the gratitude wall, is juggling, mm. and it's phenomenal. It's so much fun. So tell us, like, yeah, what do you want to ask him? I want to know how he got into it. And yeah, I just want to know how he got how he got into it so again i think the juggling thing was a ego hey look 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 what i look what i can do approval let's 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 uh, pretty cool. so hey, you're pretty fucking good at it too i'll just give you the hot tip you're really yeah. good at it <laughs> thank you thank you and yeah like oh, I'm, i know i'm i know I'm, I know I'm good at it i put in a lot of hours in it and of course i've had a lot of being present having so much fun doing it mm. but there's all looking back there's also been a lot of time where it's i need to get this because i need like i need like that five ball journey getting to five ball was a it was on my mind daily and the only reason was because i wanted to be uh like within the real movement community yeah. that coaching community there that jordan and i are a part of and um like other coaches marissa and, and ryan like mitch all, like we're all part of it um you know it's essentially just like a coaching like they, they like real movement coaches coaches it's just yeah, like a coaching yeah. community so that we can learn there's there's courses online and all that sort of stuff and mentors and that right um i got that fireball because i wanted to be recognized from keegan who's the, the leader in real yeah. movement and i know that he wouldn't recognize me without that fireball well reckon but and i got i when i got that fireball i was like now one of the elite jugglers there's only there's only like four or five in the whole community that could do it yeah, yeah. and i wanted to be there and it was because before i even started juggling i'd seen him like he's my he was my inspiration to start seeing him doing his thing doing his fireball juggle and i hadn't learned three yet um i've just seen him on instagram and i'm like whoa that's epic and he's like jacked too and he's like so strong it's just he's like, insane he's, yeah handstands gymnastics yeah. weightlifting all all the above like he's he's just epic at, at it all and i saw the fireball juggle I was like okay like that like that's the goal and so it's but it was, it was like obsessive and 
yeah, I had fun doing it, but it was also it was also a lot of this is not for me. This is for other people. Did it, it, did it come from a place of pain instead of pleasure? Then, yeah, 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 it <laughs> did. It did. It came from. It came from like I want. I want. I want approval. Like, yeah. yeah Do like, you? I actually want to ask too because we've been sp- speaking about. I hate using the word ego thing, but I guess it's like we've been talking about like recognition in in people and like that ego recognition. I guess it's like good for. It feels good to be like noticed. Mm. Do you do you feel that that comes from? I guess that identification of being an outsider. Yeah. 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 Like you know when. When I get I get an like ego boost anytime when you get yeah. recognized. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was even a moment there where Keegan actually messaged me saying, "When you can, when you're better at fireball juggling than me, you know, you can be the juggling leader within real movement." I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Like, <laughs> yeah. that is that is what I need to do. And I think I'm maybe a better jugg- fireball juggler than him now. But like, <laughs> you can juggle yeah. seven balls. No, 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 no. I've no, seen no, you no, juggle no, no, no. seven balls. So don't come bullshit me. So the se- yeah, the seven balls like. I, yeah, like not, it was, yeah, it was like a lap, but not, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the ju- ju- but I'm, I juggle when I feel like it now. Like mm. now, uh, now I have no, even with my training, handstands, all the, all the above, like all the gym work I do, including juggling, I now I've just flipped it and I, I don't want to progress. Not because like, I, like I think the progression thing goes back to the ego of like, oh, like I need to get this thing to be better. And now I literally train for fun. I yeah. train yeah. to be present. If I want to juggle, I juggle. If I don't, I don't. There's no like, oh no, but I need to practice. There's no this. pressure. I need to practice to get yeah. better. There's, there's none of that anymore, which is so liberating to, to know that. And so mm. with like the gym, like I've been going to O2 now because Exalto's getting busy, which is epic. So there's always people there and doing stuff. So, you know, I used to just be there like on my own all the time training, but now I'm like, yeah, I need I need somewhere else to go. It's just too busy. Mm. So I'm off at, um, it's also a nice change of environment. So I'm off at O2 and like there's heaps of shit, like equipment there, heaps of stuff to do, heaps, and I'm yeah. just like walking around. I, I go into the gym with no idea what I'm going to do, and I just play, and it's fucking awesome. Like I'm, it's, it's so liberating to not think that I need to progress. Naturally, I kind of am just by doing it, mm-hmm. but I'm not like I need to get this, I need to get that. Yeah, now. that mindset's mindset's different. Yeah. yeah, like like that. It's almost. It's, I think that's quite toxic to be constantly needing to progress in a in a physical thing yeah. in order because. You know, if it comes truly from the heart and you don't care what other people think, then great, go for it. But I know, I know for me, it was, I need to get it because I need to be recognized. And that yeah. was, that was all it boils down to. So I'm like, well, now, now I actually don't have that desire anymore. Yeah. Which is liberating. It's That's so awesome, good. man. Yeah. Stoked for you. That's sick. I'm mm. super excited to like see, like, obviously we've covered a, a lot of topics, but like one, I didn't even know that you were 23. So that's a. It's a big shock, shock to me for some reason. I just thought you were way older. Anyway, one of my um, yeah, my, no, my mentor like, is years years younger than me. I love it. But I just I just think that um, like just judging on the emotion stuff and just then how we touched on like being you know that that feel that feeling of wanting to be like recognized comes from like feeling like an outsider. Like I'm really excited to see how you go like growing. Even though like I know that you're not like you don't have any expectation, but like I just. I feel like it's such a healthy journey to be on it and just even like you should be so proud of yourself for like recognizing mm. that aspect of yourself and that that that's not serving you because that's hard it's hard to do and like even like you already identify yourself as an outsider so it's even harder for you to like to recognize that like that's why you that's why you want to be recognized like that's a that's ma- that's massive in itself to just accept that 
And I think like yeah. you should be so proud of yourself for doing that. That and pretty much comes down back to Darren from um, like Darren Mansa. He's he he has been, and it's and again, which is so epic. He's not like, hey man, this is what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> he's never said that once. It's just like yeah. it's just like planting seeds and I grow them completely yeah. like that plant. And then like, you know, it trickles down from his conversations with Scott and then Scott, Scott and I chat. And again, it's just like, it's, it's got to come from within that realization. It can't be someone telling you this. No. Like, I, like I used to think that mentor is really good. Like I don't consider me a mentor. Like I, I'm not a mentor. Like I don't, I don't, I, because also like, I know that I don't know shit as well. Mm. Right. So like the, the mentor thing is like, Hey, do this, do that. Like, I think it's got to be like the men- like if if the mental thing is legit I think it should be hey this is where I'm at this is what I'm doing you you maybe if you want to do this sort of stuff I'm open to chatting but like you know you don't have to no yeah. like you need to figure you need that to come from within yeah. it can't be an, an external can't be- it can't be outgoing in it's got to be incoming out well cuz yeah if you start doing it from like from an external force or uh, external influence I should say well then you're doing it for the purpose of pleasing them Going back to what we were saying before, and what you're what oh, you're yeah. saying, and what I, what oh, yeah. I think is what you're getting at, and what I believe to be my truth in this instance is that if it does come from within, and you're looking for the growth or the answers from within, well, then that's when it actually the growth actually happens, and it's not just a you know like well, a fab or go yeah. in and out. Like it, you've cemented that within your psyche and within your heart to go, mm. yeah, I've learned this, or you know, I'm learning from that or growing from this. Mm. As, on a, my as own a mentor, accord. it's the biggest lesson you can teach as well. I think teaching people that they're their responsibility. Like you can yep. go to you can go to a million people, you can meet, read a million books, but it's like at some point you have to really recognize that like it's your job. At some point so you have to put the book yourself. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why like the presence process and the power of now, like they like the power of now actually has a symbol in the book that says that he tells you what it means. It's like put the book down, meditate, like. And wow. the presence process just naturally makes you do that. Like you yeah. can't just read that. You can't speed read these books. You, like just better let's get the information. It's take it slow. You digest re-read it. Reread that paragraph three times before you move on or reread it three times, put it down and like just sit into that. I love that. And like take it as slow as you need to mm. for it to sink in. And again, like it's easy to read these books and to glide over a paragraph or a page and realize you didn't read it because maybe there's some sort of like, internal uh internal resistance mm. you don't read that page it's gonna conflict with with the mental thing so yeah uh it, it, and it and it will cause some something to come up so taking it really slow and and i think that's how we should read books is if it's actually a meaningful book taking it really slow digesting it and and putting it down like like courses seminars uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, all that sort of stuff. At some point, that needs to go down. I got into a, a stage when I was when I was learning all everything, all like the health and fitness stuff. Like I wanted to know all this information, and I would just be podcast next one, next one, next one, yeah. next one. And, and there was no point there. Like at some point, it's like put it down, sit, apply, yeah. Like let it let it become part of you, and then move on. There's no rush to have everything at once. Just bit by bit brick by brick like slowly take it in well you need yeah, to give your brain absolutely. that time to develop but like to develop and, and process and then actually you know learn it rather than just scanning over oh yeah i've done that again that's like a ticking box scenario right yeah but yeah um look unfortunately that's all the time we've got left thanks no, to our producer no. <laughs> 
Sophie, Sophie told us to wrap it up. But um, good. Connor, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you've helped. When I say you're my mentor, I understand what you're saying with the, it, your description. To me, you're someone that I know that I can come to in, in Exalto or even outside of Exalto um, to talk to. You check up on me all the time. You've helped me through a shitload of problems over the last 10 months. And so, you know, your wisdom and, and your knowledge is something that I look up to. So I just want to say how grateful I am for you. And I'm very thankful that you were able to come on the podcast with us. It's I been awesome. I appreciate you, brother. I'm always happy to help, man. It's, 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 it's my pleasure, 100%. I love it. We did well. This was a deep one, I think. Oh, sick. This is a good one. <laughs> and, Loved it. Yeah, it's sick. I'll see you in the morning. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. Until next time. <laughs>